I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Zero season three episode 14. I had to double check. I'm like, yo, we are so far into this season already. It's April. Oh, my goodness. Where's the year going? Welcome to the show. BD here, joined today by Jamie Jurak. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Jamie Jurak. Thanks for being here. We got Aaron Perrine. BD, we have so much to talk about. <laughs> we have so much to talk about today. We love days where we have so much to talk about. That's a great thing. Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. I'll, I'll just let us get started because this is a chonky one. Like, we have so much to talk <laughs> about today. Oh, we're going to talky talk. That's right. Uh, we got the core four on today's show. We love to see it. Comment section going crazy. Uh, like SoFi Stadium did this weekend. We had the Aaron and I were at WrestleMania. We didn't even hang out. Oh, my God. What are we That's doing, Aaron? We, we do this every event we go to, BD, almost, <laughs> except for Black Panther. We like are like near each other, like yards away, but then also just look at each other from far away like, hmm. <laughs> i'll say though that was wrestlemania was uh, amazing fun it was so good it was so good yeah I, I can't believe i just wandered into night one and then was like oh my god this is crazy this is so good like what happened and then bd was like are you going to night two i'm like ah not so much and that might have been a good decision might honestly been- night one was the night i got we speaking of wandering in uh joe deckelmeyer one of my really good friends works over at screen rent him and I uh, had tickets and we, we had, he had seats on the, like not on the floor, but down there. And, and he also had a suite. So like people were alternating. So we went to go down to the seats down low and you're supposed to take the elevator to two and then take the stairs. But we took the elevator to one and we accidentally walked out of the tunnel, like not the stage, but like the tunnel where like, I think like the football team comes out and then John Cena's music hit. And it was just <laughs> like, Oh my God, what are we doing here? But I want to stay. Uh, man, I could talk all day about WrestleMania, but we got to talk about Marvel. We also got to talk about the fact that Phase Zero is presented by Enterprise Rent-A-Car these days. Look at that. Thank you, Enterprise, for saying, hey, that show's so good. We want to put our name on it. Enterprise is riding with us this week, and we appreciate that. Uh, if you need to rent a car, go to Enterprise. Uh, that's, that's today's sponsor which is awesome we have a sponsor thank you for that huge thanks to jim viscardi for helping get that done and uh now it's time to talk about marvel a couple a lot of things to talk about we got a couple trailers to talk about today we're going to do a couple trailer breakdowns we got some news at the tail end of today's show uh lego is finally it's happening you anybody who has ever watched phase zero knows what i'm about to say lego is finally making an Avengers Tower of the proportion which I want them to make. It is going to be $524. It is going to be more than 5,000 pieces. And you can bet I am saving my pennies now. I'm going to walk into the Lego store with 52,000 pennies and I'm going to drop them on the table. And I'm going to say, this is for making me wait this long. I am going to, I'm going to buy Avengers Tower. <laughs> so this is, wow. uh, this is like a lot this is like a pretty credible rumor now that lego is finally building avengers tower this was a rumor last year and it t- turned out to be a very lackluster hulkbuster lego set that was like a zillion dollars and i am absolutely not buying that uh but this is a pretty credible rumor uh the lego avengers tower expected in november of this year please let it be true this time i can't wait i love avengers our community tower. for everyone <laughs> everyone putting it into the community tab and talking about it be like bd look and i'm like i'm sure he knows you guys i'm sure sure he knows oh i knew oh i can't wait i can't wait i don't know where i'm gonna it's it's gonna be a fixture in this room i got the lego roller coaster back there i'm gonna draw i don't care i'm gonna push it off drop it on the floor a million pieces avengers tower i hope it's tall enough to touch the ceiling i don't care uh guardians of the galaxy volume three tickets are on sale now, did any of you guys buy your buy tickets to Guardians yet? 
I stopped with that drama uh, of of Marvel ticket sales because it, <laughs> almost every time we go early for work anyway, and it's yeah. always like and, and every time you try to do it right when it drops, it's stressful. They always it's L.A. They always add screenings last minute, so I don't bother with this anymore. I, I let the let the people <laughs> live their stress. I'm I know I'm going to see the movie. Uh, it's all good. So no, I didn't. Am I the only one who bought tickets to Guardians of the Galaxy for opening night? Wow. Uh, I know Aaron. The scar but... from Ticketmaster. Yeah. The scar for <laughs> Taylor Swift tickets, right? Right, Jenna? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I still have PCSD. So anytime that I, I can't, I, I don't have to buy tickets ahead for a thing is so much better. So, this but is... I, I know I'm going to see it multiple times, especially opening weekend. It's just I was not in a rush to buy tickets for myself right away. So the superhero fatigue is real. James Gunn admitted it. <laughs> You guys are even the phase zero post. My goodness. Now I bought my ticket. So I actually, this is, this is a sign of the times I think, because I honestly had forgotten tickets were going on sale and I woke up at whatever time I woke up several hours after tickets went on sale and I just went on the Regal site and I got tickets. No problem. Pretty good seats and IMAX on opening night. And they were, it was not even close to sold out. So I think that whole, buy them immediately crash the servers rush era is over at least for now who knows maybe it comes back whenever we get back to an avengers level threat for tickets uh but for now it seems people are just like well i'll see it when i see it the urgency isn't there because we've been hurt before dr strange made us feel this whole don't get spoiled and then it was like well yeah they all died so uh all right we got a couple trailers to talk about and we're going to start off with secret invasion so this part of phase zero brought to you by enterprise is the secret invasion trailer breakdown. What'd you guys think of the trailer? Aaron, you're at the top of the screen. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I also was completely and utterly caught off guard by the fact that vanity fair is like, here's all this stuff, all this background information, which we'll get to later. But I like the tone. The tone is really, really cool. Um, it's something that hasn't really happened probably even like black widow was like an action movie probably more than like spycraft stuff and this seems like for those of you who wanted it on the ground we we in the dirt y'all this this is what you wanted so i'm hoping that it can be as cool as this trailer lets on i'm with this looks like a grittier version of falcon and winter soldier to some extent but also the thing that lost me the most was when like possible we'll talk about this possible super scroll uh but when that big old Groot arm came out. I was like, man, I liked how grounded this was. I know it scrolls, but I was like thrilled for the winter soldier type tone. And then, it, you know, obviously we're going to get a little bit uh, supernatural with the scrolls, but yeah, I'm with you. It does look very, very gritty. Jamie, what'd you think? I know. Oh, I know Jamie has thoughts. I know Jamie has thoughts. <laughs> this trailer was like, got me. Cause you know that I was so hyped for this. And then it just kind of, it, it lessened a little just because like when is it coming out whatever and this trailer got me way hyped again i this is so my business right here um because it is does seem really gritty on the ground but like with a little sprinkle of aliens and that's amazing uh i'm just excited for this like era of fury we haven't we haven't had him in a while and, like what does it mean is it like you know, I, oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I just, I, I can only form sounds in my, in my, and oh, Olivia Coleman like sticking it to him and like making Fury feel bad. That made me have feelings that are positive. Uh, I'm just really excited for this cast. Uh, everything about this, uh, this trailer really, really hyped me back up. Jenna? I, I liked this trailer so much. I, as I said on the show, I feel like the first trailer had the misfortune of being right after the Werewolf by Night trailer. So I was like, oh my God, Werewolf by Night, this is so amazing. And then this trailer, that, that, that first trailer was like, oh, this is good. But like this one really, it, it set the tone. It told me what to expect. I, this is scratching like the Winter Soldier itch in some really cool ways while still just being a good acting showcase for these people. If you extrapolated the Marvel out of the show and you were just like, here is a espionage thriller with all of this cast, I feel like everyone would be all over it. So I'm glad that they're really leaning into that. I, I I just think that they're doing some really cool, interesting things here that still seem to honor the comics. I love that the poster for the show has the same tagline as the ads did for the original comic, but they still seem to be doing something new. So I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely not like they could never unless this became, you know, an event movie. This could never have the size, the scope of the comic, which 
kind of bums me out because that comic is spectacular and it is such a big event. It follows Civil War in the comics. This is kind of following Endgame. So, like, there's already kind of a lead into, like, a fractured Avengers. But, uh, yeah, it's. I still think this trailer is fantastic. And it not, it not being this thing where the scrolls are impersonating every Avenger and taking over the world while taking over Avengers and government officials seems mostly it's going to be government officials. But who knows? Maybe they're going to surprise us. Uh, but I think the trailer is great. One thing I want to talk about, Nick Fury, this man's timeline, and whether or not he's a scroll. Uh, they're talking about si- since you came back, I- I- we don't even know when he left, really, if you think about it, because he faked his own death in Winter Soldier, which I believe was actually Nick Fury. Then in Spider-Man Far From Home, he was a scroll, which could mean in Avengers Endgame, he was a scroll possibly which then could also mean in avengers infinity war the fury who got dusted could have been a scroll i for me i think that endgame it, it was he's definitely a scroll i think the big question is whether or not he was a scroll in ultron that's mm. what i want to know that's because one he's eaten a uh, sandwich that's not <laughs> like that's the theory it's not shaped the right way as he says in Captain Marvel but that that's the answer I want uh, because I do think later he's definitely a scroll. it's the Ultron era that I'm dying to know. Do you think they'll touch on that in this? Do you think they'll go to the past and tell you when he was a scroll and when he wasn't? I hope so I hope so too I hope so too. It's a puzzle box show. I hope if you if you leave the checkoff sandwich on the mantle, you better come back to the sandwich at the end. Um, I also love MCU Twitter and social media figuring out the sandwich thing and focusing <laughs> so much on it is very indicative of the the level of passion amongst all of us. That's great. We have a comment here, and I don't know if this is true. We might have to fact check this and get back to it. But uh, on YouTube, if you read the Captain Marvel Prelude comic, he left Earth during civil war. Huh. Uh, so that would mean infinity war and Endgame were scrolls and far from home is a scroll. And has he been in anything since those projects? I don't think so. No, I don't know. I don't think so either, but yeah, so that's going to be interesting to find out, you know, the Nick Fury versus Nick Fury scroll timeline. I also noticed uh, at some points he has this, this gray black hat on, and at some points he has the purple hat and sometimes he has an eye patch. Sometimes he doesn't. I'm wondering if that's going to be a way for the audience to track. If we're following Nick Fury or scroll, Nick Fury, the color of the hat could be a, like a, just a thing for the audience to know who we're looking at. Uh, just, you know, they like to do those little nods so you can keep track. Yeah. And also isn't the, Jenna, isn't this right? Like in the traditional like scroll way that they're drawn in Marvel comics, don't they usually have the little weird purple hat thing going yeah. on over their heads? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that would that would be fun to like kind of nod towards, hey, you know. Mm-hmm. Purple hat fury is scroll fury. You heard it here. You heard there he is. Look at him. That's a scroll right there. Those ears are looking a little extra pointy in the woods. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh some other things to take away. Kingsley Benadir's character, possibly a super scroll. Jenny, I like I like the Groot arm. I know you're like, oh, this takes away from the groundedness, but it's like scrolls are inherently a little weird, especially if you get into super scroll territory. I'm just glad that we're getting that at all, because if he was super scroll and he didn't do the weird stuff like that, I would be a little let down. So I think it's cool. I'm very curious how they're going to do the super scroll stuff, given how that character is established in the comics. But I think it's a very cool choice. Can you um, can you give us a little Professor Jenna insight? <laughs> what is a super scroll? Who is? What, what? Oh my god! I'm gonna need to like dust up on this because it has been some time. But uh, I just looking at the rundown today. I'm like, there's so much Professor Jenna stuff that is going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, they're. I mean, they are basically just scrolls that are a little like again they they have abilities that are kind of tied to galactus tied to the fantastic four like he can stretch his arm like the fan like reed richards does in the fantastic four i know we won't get there in the same exact way given the fact that you know the ff have not canonically been established yet but yeah that that at least in my mind is like oh cool we have a little nod to this yeah and i'm with you i think it's cool but i also like i don't know in the in the grounded nature of this trailer i was like ah i don't know if i need all this crazy extra ability vfx stuff i like the the raw feeling winter soldier tone. And I mean, obviously super soldier serum is not grounded, but it is, I don't know, maybe I'm a sucker for the scientific stuff. Uh, Olivia Coleman. <laughs> what you got on Olivia Coleman. How excited are you? Ha, ha, ha. 
Let me interview her. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming around. Oh my God. I just can't believe it. I just can't believe Olivia Coleman's the MCU. Uh, uh, It's, it's, it's like, they just keep adding women that I love to this franchise (laughs) that I love. And it's just like, it's like they're doing it for me specifically. And I'm going to, and I'm just going to, I'm like living in the Truman show of casting. (laughs) Uh, So Olivia Coleman is presumably a government leader from the UK. Possibly a scroll, possibly a scroll. There's so there's a shot in the trailer where there's a whole bunch of bodies are all like lit up and stuff, and it's kind of crazy looking. It looks like they're like farming things. But I saw a theory from Heavy Spoilers. What if this could be an episode of that show? I don't know if you guys heard of it, but what if uh, those are all like the world leaders that have been replaced by oh. the scrolls, and they're all just being kept there, and that's where they you know are are kept alive and. Uh, fed, I don't know, by a tube or whatever it is, but but so the scrolls can then go be them as they need to out in the out in the world. I don't know. That's obviously where Tony Stark is. <laughs> I like that. That's very dark, but I feel like if they fully lean into that and lean into how creepy that is, like I would be sold. That would be amazing. I want this show to be dark. I'm ready for the MCU Andor. Yeah. Yeah. He said the um, word. Heck yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it would be interesting, I guess. You know, <laughs> they also we, we had a damage control logo on a briefcase, right there. Actually, uh, as we as I said it, that was nicely timed. <laughs> um, so we've had various members of damage control showing up uh, in various projects in the MCU. Do you think we're going to get Arian Moyad, you know, from Spider Man No Way Home, or anybody else? Anybody you guys want to see? It would be funny if, like, the the lead damage control lady at the end of Miss Marvel, it's like, oh, she was just a scroll. That's why they, like, so hard on, like, trying to arrest Kamala or whatever. But, yeah, if we get any of the damage control people, then cool. But I feel like what we have now, we have such a big cast as it is. I would be happy either way. I, I kind of want, and this is something I wrote for this site. It's like a long, long piece about the villains here. Because uh, I, I can't believe I didn't sniff out Kingsley Benadire getting cast as a villain as a stunt casting. I'm probably the person on this panel who's seen One Night in Miami the most amount of times. More than one. Uh, he was Malcolm X in it. Uh, I, that was my one thing. One of the things that really was weird to me about Falcon Winter Soldier is that the Flag Smashers were just a weird villain. Because they were so... like not completely wrong that it felt strange to have freaking Sam Wilson be so like, Oh, whatever. And then she gets shot by Sharon. I know how Jamie feels about that. Um, (laughs) So I would like this time you've already set up a bunch of political things in some of the other projects pepper throughout phase four. The government probably needs to be the villain here. They don't Mm -hmm. need to be Olivia Coleman. It doesn't need to be the scrolls. If it's just Val and she's in charge of damage control too, somehow that would be really, really, really cool. Um, and I hope that's what I hope that's what we're building towards, honestly. Because if it's just another thing of the squirrels are right to be angry at Nick Fury and humans, but they went too far, I'll be like, you have Julie Dreyfus in like <laughs> in like running shape right here. Please use her, <laughs> or the same French guy that keeps getting bullied. A French diplomat guy that keeps getting swirling <laughs> in all these movies. Please, one of them. Somebody. I want to see Val pop up in this, and I find it interesting that they say this leads into Armor Wars. They haven't said mm-hmm. it leads into Thunderbolts. So it'll be interesting. Speaking of Val, okay, I want to talk about who who's a scroll here. And I feel like to have a good scroll twist, it would have to be somebody who you'd be like, wait a second. Whoa, they were in all these other projects. They were a scroll the whole time, but not somebody that would completely upend everything we know about the MCU. Who better to possibly be a scroll in that regard than Everett Ross, who was just in Wakanda forever, whose marriage recently went down the toilet. Maybe he started acting different because he's a scroll and that blew up his marriage. And he was willing to kind of step out on the government a little bit and help Wakanda, which was like, cool move, bro. Maybe the real Everett Ross is kind of a bum. Maybe scroll Everett <laughs> Ross is a good dude. Uh, or maybe on the flip side, Val, who we just talked about, could be a scroll, And she just started becoming power hungry and wanting to infiltrate and rise up in the ranks of that government and become the leader of the Thunderbolts and recruit all these potentially bad-ish gray area at best superheroes. Uh, so that she could give power to scrolls and that might have ruined her marriage as well 
what do you guys think of that? What, out of those two, if Val or Everett Ross are going to be a scroll, which one? I do think you- I would prefer Val. Uh, Val? I, I think. Hmm. I don't know. Ah, well, you all reacted strangely. I would say Ross because I feel like, like BD said, there would be narrative repercussions, but it wouldn't like completely change Thunderbolts as a concept. It also, like, I, I like the idea of if Ross was a scroll, like the real human Ross really still loves Val and is like following her around like a puppy dog. And she's just like, You broke up our marriage, leave me alone. Like, I, I like that now and I want that to happen. I, I don't know. I just want Val to be evil and morally gray. I just want her to be just herself and not have it be the scroll twist because she's just so interesting in and of itself. But I don't know. Okay. You've convinced me. <laughs> what if she, what if she's just, if, what if she's not that different from the scroll? She's like, good job. Now I'm going to steal your tech. <laughs> like I, I want that. I still want her to be conniving and terrible. That's great. Um, and then it gives us a through line for all these weird things going on where there is like double crosses on top of double crosses for some reason. Because like Brandon was saying about Miss Marvel and, and Damage Control, that's a really interesting point because if Kamala's powers are like Carol's, they saw someone with freaking Cree technology and were like, yo, we got to get her up off the board because we got beef. And I, I am 100% with that because that's the other part about having the scrolls be in this thing and there's no like real, like besides Captain Marvel, we haven't really seen the Cree and Ronan pop up in much of anything. That would be really fun. That'd be interesting. Because like if you like a lot of Cree content, I recommend a little show <laughs> called Agent Shield. Oh, Jamie, Jamie, yeah. go ahead. There we go. Let's do it. Let's do, it. <laughs> do you think she's in it? Do you think she's in it, Jay? Oh God, I don't. I, I as as deeply, deeply as I want to believe Daisy's going to be in the show, I really don't think so. I really like this comment uh, on Twitch from Chris Chipperson. First of all, cool name. I like your name, Chipperson. My name was Chipperson. Uh, what What if they're both scrolls and they didn't even know about each other? Little Mr. and Mrs. Smith in the scroll uh, world with, with Val and Everett Ross. That'd be fun. That'd be funny. Uh, yeah, what if? What if? That's the question. What if that show, season two, it never even comes out? Who knows? Uh, all right, so that's our secret evasion chat. If you guys want to talk more about it, drop some comments. We will uh, try to get some at the end of the show if we have time, or we will respond on Twitter. We're going to take a one-minute break, and when we come back to Phase Zero, sponsored by Enterprise, we're going to talk about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse's trailer. So we will see you in just a minute. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to Phase Zero Season 3, Episode 14, presented by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Right now, it's time to talk about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which dropped an exciting new trailer this week. Not technically MCU. We don't care. This is greatness (laughs) unfolding before our eyes. And later this year, we get to feast our eyes on the Spider-Verse sequel, which seems to be living up to the hype already. Let's talk about it, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. What do we all think of this trailer? Aaron, you're at the top of the screen. Oh, of course, of course, I'm delighted. Of course, I'm <laughs> delighted. I wake up like when when the trailer, the morning the trailer drops, and it's dropped hours beforehand. Just slack carnage with Jim Viscardi be like, "Is anyone awake? Someone <laughs> drop it." Uh, so I'm super, super duper excited. More excited than I even was before, which is hard to believe. It's now number zero on the charts. It went from number one <laughs> zero. zero spot. The infinitely hyped. Jamie, what do you what do you think? 
Oh, I felt bad because it really got overshadowed by the Barbie trailer. Uh, and but like, I am so, so hyped uh, about this. Like, you know, sometimes I'm not as excited by animation stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, I, I mean, it just looks so good. It's going to be like, I, I just have no doubt. Like this movie's not going to like rule. It's going to be really good. And there's a lot of little fun things in here. A little, some cute little bits that I'm excited about. So Jenna. I got teary eyed like twice watching this. Like, I think it is just so visually gorgeous. It like the, the emotional heart seems to be there. I am so excited to see this cast of characters like spider punk who we'll get into looks amazing. Spot looks amazing. We got Mayday with Peter B. Parker. Like this movie is going to be a masterpiece. Like I have a feeling. I, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be what super Mario bros wanted to be for Nintendo, but for Spider-Man. Like it's going to actually have some really good depth and quality, not even to take a shot at Mario. It was a fine movie. It was fine, <laughs> but it was so much Nintendo. I feel like this is going to be so much Spider-Man and it's going to be uh, a really cool, really uh, complex like story with great depth. Uh, all right. We got We got some bullet points here to talk about. First of all, the first thing I want to talk about is the line about Spider-Man 199999. Uh, that's clearly a Tom Holland reference, a Doctor Strange reference, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, and then uh, a, a completely unnecessary, unjustified, rude shot at Tony Stark. All right, that said, uh, that Spider-Man in that in that MCU had a had a bad teacher. Excuse me. All right, let's hold up. Let's let's reverse this. We got problems. It's not Earth nineteen ninety nine nine nine, or is it? Who knows? If you ask. Uh, the writers of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's not. If you ask Mon Valani, it is. So this feels, I'm going to be honest with this feels like, this feels like Sony was just like, well, let's just reference that thing that we're not actually connected to because it might sell a couple extra tickets even if we write the reference before this other movie comes out and changes the whole thing. We have our reference and we're going to stick with it anyway because people on Twitter will know what we mean. Whatever. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I have two thoughts on that. I think it's probably a combination of, first of all, I would pay money to see Amon Valani's reaction to this trailer because I'm sure she felt so vindicated. I know I felt very vindicated when that line got dropped. I think it's probably a thing of they didn't want to call it 616 when the comic universe is also 616. And I'm sure there is going to be one of the many Spider-Men in this whole movie is probably going to be from 616 in one way or another. So it's like, you don't want to double dip there and make it more confusing. But I, I it, it doesn't help the discourse about what Earth this is, I also am not even really probably going to think about that again until another movie brings it up. But I, I liked that that was in there. I don't know. I did think the 616 thing in Strange was kind of stupid. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> comics. Like, that that's the comics. Well, I mean, it's a Tower of Babel situation, right? If you were to ask somebody from another parallel Earth, like another weird BD that doesn't have a beard <laughs> and, like, has blonde hair, uh, he would think yeah. that he was from the main universe, right? He wouldn't think yeah. that you were the main one. But we all know that's not true. We all know you'd wrestle that man to the ground. And also, I would like to shout out, who is this? Uh, is Patrick King, watching on YouTube, said, the bad teacher thing is about himself teaching Miles. When Miguel is, like, yelling at him, he's like, oh, yo, yeah. you, calm down. The kid had a bad teacher, meaning me. Look at my child. And everyone's happy to see me in my sweatpants. I, I love Jake Johnson. Uh, it's cool. it's the, the timing of it felt like... <laughs> it felt like they just couldn't keep Iron Man's name out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what if he popped? No, I'm, I'm done. No, don't, don't oh, go there. Oh, no, 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 Aaron, Aaron's so good that he even knows when not to say things. He's such a prophet <laughs> that he even knows not to joke and ruin, even not to ruin his perfect streak with jokes. It actually feels like a good time to bring that up, Aaron. The prophet. Yeah. It's the prophet true. Aaron, Aaron I, I believe, requested a conversation I, today. I believe we have a clip to roll. Can we can we get that clip from a couple weeks ago? And this is so harebrained. This is just all the social media like fervor. I think Miles is in. Is it? Oh, Miles! Wow, Miles Morales. Miles Morales is in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was a conversation about Kang Dynasty. It was. And then I also, when Cam Hayward was on the show, I said that you were like, when are we going to see Spider-Man again before Spider-Man 4? And I was like, coming this summer, uh, July 21st, uh, Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse, be there. Be, get, get your tickets early for this one. And 
they only fed the fire with having freaking Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and Tom at the beginning of the trailer in other territories. I think it was like what Australia's Sony mm -hmm. Pictures account. So I'm like, now we're all like, okay, maybe we are headed towards. And then you add the references to Tom Holland and Doctor Strange by name. Guys, I think we're probably going to get him in live action before we ever even get to Secret Wars at this point. Like, if this thing ends and Tom and them are in it, even if they're only in it animated, I, I think Miles could even possibly be on the board for the fourth one. I know no one, everybody wants Kingpin. Everybody wants it to be grounded, but things got to move at the time they, they do. I don't know. I don't think this movie across the Spider-Verse will have a live action segment, but I think beyond the Spider-Verse will. That's I what have, I was going to say. I think yeah. so too. If anything, maybe a post-credit scene does like a weird tease. But I hope not. I think you got to save that if you're going to do it. In an interview with the directors, they said that there are, what is it, five universes in this thing? Or it it's might be six. And we've seen four, whatever it is, minus one. There's one that they're holding that's not in any of the trailers. They said that's not, you guys haven't seen it yet. We're holding it close to the vest. And all of this makes me go, is the is the fifth one what we what we think it is? That would be so wild. But also, I need to figure out like Kevin Feige needs to go hire the animators from this movie if it doesn't leak. If it doesn't get out there, please <laughs> hire them to handle all the secrets. Because how could you have saved it from everybody, right? That would be pretty impressive. That would be some Lucasfilm level of secret keeping, right? Yeah. Uh, what else we got? So let's uh, Lizzo this morning. Spider-Man yeah. 2099 <laughs> seems to clearly be the antagonist here uh, in terms of organizing all the other Spideys to hunt down Miles. Anything we want to talk about on the Spider-Man 2099 front, Mr. Nuevo York himself of the future? I love that they just made him look like Oscar Isaac. Yes. Like he's just yeah. Oscar Isaac. <laughs> so does Layla. Layla loves yeah. that too. Yeah. I love being uh, attracted to cartoon characters. <laughs> <laughs> Someone clip it. <laughs> It's okay. Everybody has their thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're not here to shame. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, the spot, J Jonathan Owen, uh, that's a character who in comics at one point was uh, roomies with with a guy you might you might know him, Quentin Beck, uh, Mysterio. Uh, Jenna, you got any? You got between Spider Punk, the Spot, Jessica Drew, Spider Man, India, Spider Bite. Like I said, there's so much Professor Jenna. I could just do a whole seminar just off of this trailer. Spot is super session. cool because he he works he works for Kingpin originally, and he was basically trying to harness uh, cloak and daggers like port like just dark energy, and he accidentally was able to open all of these portals that he could kind of use the will kind of open this own, like pop dimension. And so I love seeing how this trailer started using him. It's one of those characters who almost feels impossible to do in live action because it would require so much like extra aesthetic stuff, but but the way that they have it in this trailer, I'm really excited. Spider-Punk is super cool. He is the, uh, he's like an alternate universe version of the very first Prowler. And he basically just exists in the UK. He kind of like rebels against the government who is Norman Osborn. And he just, he's just such a vibe. He's, I love the way that they translated all of the newspaper pulp aesthetic of his powers. I think that's really cool. Um, Jessica Drew has her own really long history. That's very confusing that I could get into here, but one of her more recent stories does involve her being pregnant and so we're kind of getting that of like her having a baby on the way i'm very curious to see how her and peter b parker maybe bond over that uh spider-man india is basically peter parker's origin story in india and it's just a really cool alternate universe version of that and spider bite is a spider hero who like the entire world that she's from is all vr avatars and so she kind of is like this virtual sort of spider-man so this trailer gives us so much, even just on that. And like, if you really wanted to pause and go frame by frame, you could find 80 more Spider-Men to talk about. So seriously, yeah, we have a couple of videos on the uh, on the YouTube channel where we try to break down as many Spider-Men as we could find in the last trailer. We didn't do that for this one yet. Uh, we might, if you guys want us to do that, drop a comment. We might try to throw together a video where we just go frame by frame. How many Spideys can we find and who are they? <laughs> Uh, sorry, John Mason, in advance for volunteering us for that one. But <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do, baby. Uh, all right. Any, anything else on the Spider-Verse front you guys want to talk about before we get into all the MCU news, which is actually also pretty exciting this week? Anything um, else? All right. I, one thing, because the Spider-Bite stuff in Spider-Verse is linked to Madam Web. 
and her like powers are linked to the whatever the web of life and destiny you're getting some real arcane weird hour-long video essay uh, about spider-man <laughs> territory there but that also would give it a reason to be related to all this other peter parker nonsense in different corners not just tom holland but like all of it so we could we could be seeing them use the most popular thing that they have to like help really push the rest of all of it. Like there's still that Madam Web movie that that's supposed yeah. to be next year, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean they could they could have a credit scene from Madam Web, Craven. They could fully ruin the film and put Craven <laughs> at the end of it. Love your intro, Johnson. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I, I'll never forget the most. I remember when um, what movie was? I think it was the Amazing Spider-Man two. Mm-hmm. had a post-credit scene that was for x-men yeah uh, i think it was days of future past yep it was a mystique scene yep and it was just like every i i was like wait what <laughs> everyone was so confused thought like spider-man was about to cross over with the x-men but really sony just owed fox an ad so yep. they played a post-credit scene for one of their movies wow. it, it was just so confusing uh but will sony now just make a completely different universe which it's the multiverse so they can i don't know after that after that morbius post credit scene i don't think there are rules or standards for credit scenes uh i'm just excited for across the spider-verse and honestly i don't even care what the credit scene is because i just want this movie in itself from opening credits to ending credits to be as spectacular as we all want it to be and on that note we're gonna take a one minute break we come back we got some really big mcu news we got quotes from simu liu chris evans and frank grillo Dropping some heat in an interview with Chris Killian. Uh, we got to talk about that. Uh, we will be right back. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to Phase Zero, presented by Enterprise. Right now, it's time for the MCU news section of the show. If you have questions for us, we might be able to have time at the end of the show to answer them with you. Frank Grillo did an interview with Chris Killian in which he had some words about Crossbones and some news about working with James Gunn. Let's roll the clip. Yeah, I I want to apologize in advance, but I am with comicbook.com, so don't shoot the messenger, but I have to ask a Crossbones question. Yeah. Don't I, just that's no, I, no, I love apologize. Now, Chris Evans has said he believes there's more cap stories to tell. Do you feel the same way about Crossbones? Yeah, I mean, they never told the story. You know, they never I, look the, the mythology of, of, of the MCU and just what Marvel has in, in its pool of characters. It's so deep. You know, it's like Crossbones was, you know, there for a minute and he was supposed to be there longer and then they went in the direction they did. But you know, I think Crossbones serves a purpose, but I think it, the interesting thing is if you see how many people around the world have responded to Crossbones, and again, he's only on the screen for a very short amount of time. Uh, you know, I think there is more, there's more there. There was more meat on the bone. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was disappointed. Do you know what I mean? Which is why I went over to DC. <laughs> So he went over to DC, huh? This man would be a good death stroke. I have so many theories about that. I won't get too far into them. I would be shocked if this man is not involved in creature commandos in some capacity. Every day, I feel like he could play a completely different character in there, but I, I feel like that could be a definite possibility. I know he was also at the Shazam premiere like a couple weeks ago, and people are like, what are you doing here? So I love that he basically said the quiet words out loud. 
yeah, the, my, my thoughts here are, as far as Crossbones is concerned, I don't need more Brock Rumlow's story. I don't, like, it's not like, I, I don't care. Crossbones was cool, was certainly underused, but also whatever. Uh, going over to DC, it's like, man, there's a lot of possibilities there. I wish Chris had time to follow up and be like, wait, uh, yeah, I'm excited for your DC. Can you tell me who you're playing? Uh, but then, you know, the, then that's when you get the wrap it up. Get out of here. <laughs> Aaron, Jamie, what do you guys think of this? I mean, you don't see George St. Pierre uh, playing it. <laughs> <laughs> he got to come back and use his flight suit and fight Anthony Mackie. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just there's only so many slots. And unfortunately, James Gunn doesn't run everything. So these weird C-list villains don't get to have the pushes that maybe they deserve. Like. There's just, you know, maybe if he was in charge of more things, David Desmalchian would just be in everything. He'd just be some <laughs> obscure 60s villain that's only appeared in one one Strange Tales would be the villain of every single one of these movies. So I get here's, it. Here's the thing for, for Frank Grillo. Like, I'm sure at every convention he goes to, a lot of interviews, Crossbones is a constant talking point because it's the same thing. Like, I mean, I, I just had to ask... Chris Pratt about Guardians of the Galaxy 3 at the Super Mario Junk and I had a 10 minute interview with him and I you know I spent 9 minutes talking about Mario but there's only so much Mario content people are going to consume. I host a Marvel show, comicbook.com. I have to ask a, a Marvel question. As Chris said in that in that video, we are comicbook.com. I and I see the comments on that video on the face you're like why does Brandon always do this? It's because well because we created this content because you just watched it. If I asked him about Mario, the thousands of views on this video wouldn't be here. It, if you know, and it'll do well on the comic book channel with the other 90% of the interview. Um, so like, I get it. I also, I, I get the whole frustration with, honestly, the Marvel stuff isn't hitting as hard anymore anyway, which is interesting. So it's like, well, we got to find new things to talk about. That's our job is to constantly find the most interesting thing to talk about that our audience wants to hear about. So uh, just got to keep uh, doing that. And I find it interesting that that means Frank Grillo has been asked about crossbones. Who knows how many times, which probably makes him think everyone wants more crossbones. <laughs> and I'm sure there are people who want to see more of Brock Rumlow, but I thought Brock Rumlow had a good enough story. It served its purpose. And unfortunately, some characters don't get, you know, to be leads and get a whole bunch of deeper story. Jenna, what you got? I will say, cause like I, I pulled up this tweet from yesterday from comic book Herald, which is an account that I follow. That's really good. They basically talked about how there was this unintentional failure of early MCU of like getting rid of so many villains so quickly of like either killing them off or doing something very definitive to where we can't bring them back. Even like Batroc, it's like, Oh, we brought him back and then immediately killed him off again. And so it's like, it, Yes, I can understand the narrative of doing that, but it is a little frustrating, especially I'm sure if you're the actor of like you get you get to play this character who does always have more meat on the bone and then you get killed off in your second appearance and then you can never play them again unless like the multiverse brings them back or something. So I, I, I agree with your point of like there isn't necessarily this large swath of crossbone stories, but there probably were more ways to use them that they didn't even really get to. Yeah, well, he's on to DC and we are on to Shang-Chi too. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, uh, Simu uh, talked uh, to the Collider uh, about Shang-Chi Chu. Uh, let's, uh, this is what he said. He said, going into a sequel feels exciting. It doesn't necessarily feel like there's a pressure to perform or a pressure to exceed. It feels like we've established a world and there's just something really nostalgic and exciting about returning to that world that we've spent so much time ideating and on and thinking about. And then we're getting to revisit some things, but also show the viewer new things. Yes, that is what a sequel is. Uh, we'll deliver all of the amazing action that we were celebrated for on the first movie, but then also hopefully explore new sides of Sean's character and the characters around him. That is, of course, if we can still afford Michelle Yao. She's on top of the world and just the queen of everything. Well, that last sentence surely is accurate. But um, I don't. I, I can't imagine Michelle of all people being like, mm, no, I'm too good <laughs> for this now. Like, there's no way. Um, I did. I, sorry that I broke the uh, the quote in the middle there for my own. <laughs> I hadn't read the quote yet, so that really made me laugh. Like this, yeah, that's what a sequel does. Um, what do you guys think? When wh what sequel is he talking about? <laughs> I know Feige had, 
Feige had said like, oh, we're working on something like they've, they've whispered about it, but they've never confirmed anything. I feel like there are half a dozen movies that could or could not. They're like Pandora's box or Schrodinger's box at this point of like they could happen before Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars or they could not. Like we have absolutely no idea. But I, I also I feel like Adam is probably losing his mind at like the idea of like new things and new characters. It's like Iron Fist. Are we getting Iron Fist? <laughs> like, I'm sure he's very happy about that. They, they, wasn't there a Hollywood Reporter thing where they said that they're making it or like it got greenlighted, but then like Marvel never really not. We don't have a logo, I no. guess, is what was going on. They didn't try Dustin and them out on stage at D23. Jamie will have to tell us if that happens or not. I talked about it too much. Um, I, I didn't they like say that Dustin was doing like a Disney Plus thing, but then like they kind of snuck in the news that like he is going to direct the sequel. There's just nothing else beyond that. Uh, yeah, America but, but Chinese is thing. coming out yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah he's yes. working on Wonder Man. He's directing Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, which has to be starting at least pre-production soon because it's scheduled for release in 2025 and it's going to be a big old film. Where and when does Destin Daniel Cretton get the time? to direct a Shang-Chi sequel. Where and when does Simu get the time to make a Shang-Chi sequel if he's going to have a big part in Avengers The Kang Dynasty, which we expect he's going to? Because if you remember that interview from the box launch thing back in December, he basically said without saying that he's in Kang Dynasty. So I want, I don't know, I'm I'm still on the team of let's just push everything back and give some yeah. sequels, give some time to these characters before we rush into these next Avengers movies. Uh, Spider-Man 4, Shang-Chi 2, Marcus Ward in the comments section knows how bad I want Shang-Chi 2. But I mean, whether it's Shang-Chi, whether it's Spider-Man, whether it's Miss Marvel, whether it's She-Hulk, whether it's Thor, whether, you know, all, all these new characters that we met and these characters we got to see again, especially characters like Spider-Man who had these really crazy repercussions from the stories of their film and changed their standing within the Avengers and within the MCU going into these next Avengers movies. I really think it would serve us well to check in with them and spend time with them and see their new relationships, see their new powers, see their new individual standing and re reflection of themselves. And I think that those are really changing for a lot of characters and going into the next Avengers movies, Yelena Belova, we've seen a couple times, probably going to see again. We are going to see again in Thunderbolts. That's great. What about everyone else? <laughs> you know, it's like, I want it. We, we introduced so many characters. I'd really love to, uh, some time to see some of them meet each other, see some of them, get to know them better, their characters, the things they're fighting for, the, the, the things they represent. Um, but I, I don't think that's all going to happen. So the question just remains, what and when is this Shang-Chi sequel? That I, I feel like, I, I feel like ahead, it is maybe. more likely, though, because I feel like just based on what Bob Iger is saying and like what the kind of streets are saying about stuff, I feel like we you might get your wish of just stuff being pushed back and stuff being able to breathe. I honestly hope that that ends up being the case, but who knows? Uh, until they officially say it, who knows? I'll be honest, and it's 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 kind of sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. No, um, no, no. What are you gonna say? I was like, I agree with Langley uh, McNeely on like uh, on YouTube, where I think it's gonna be a tournament movie, and I think it's just gonna be a tournament movie on Battle World. Like, I think that's where Ooh. we're headed. That's what it is, and that's why they can't talk about what it is, and they haven't announced it yet because the world hasn't been crushed. Although I don't know, <laughs> there's so many things uh, in limbo that I have not been here to talk about because I've been tasting wedding cake and other things yes. uh, that I don't know what the plan around any of that is anymore. I have no clue. So, I mean, if Shang-Chi and the Wreckage of Time is a story that is taking place between Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, that's great. That'd be a really interesting story on Battle Worlds. But also the second Shang-Chi movie being a Civil War level film, you know, it's not a Shang-Chi movie. The same way Civil War is not just a cat movie. It very much is a cat movie, but it's also an Iron Man movie, a Scarlet Witch and Vision movie, a Hawkeye and Black Widow movie, like Panther and Spider-Man are introduced. So I don't know. I'm selfish. I want my Shang-Chi <laughs> sequel. I want my standalone, but I do want the events. So I was just going to say, it's kind of like a, you know, you, you can't please everybody. And yes, I want these Avengers film. I want these event, event level films. I wouldn't hate if there was almost 10 years between Avengers films, if it meant getting back to it because of how much we're getting along the way. But uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, that's enough of that. Speaking of, I don't know what we're speaking of. That's a terrible. <laughs> I was wondering how this segue was going to work. There, just, there was no transition there, but we're moving on to Captain America. Former, um, yeah. former yes. Captain America, to be clear. 
So Chris Evans was at the C2E2 convention in Chicago. Um, I got to sit in on his panel on Sunday. And of course, they asked about, oh, are you going to come back as Steve Rogers? And his answer was very, very interesting. Um, he said, it's tough because, look, I love that role deeply. He means so much to me. And I really do. I think that there's more Steve Rogers stories to tell. Sure. But at the same time, I'm very, very precious with it. I'd become, you know, it's like this little shiny thing that I have that I love so much. And I just don't want to mess it up in any way. And I was a part of something that was so special for the special period of time. And in a way, it really landed so well. As much as I'm connected to that role and I love telling those stories and working with those people, it doesn't quite feel right right now. Um, so all of you wanting your, you know, Cap returns the Infinity Stones Disney Plus series. It sounds like he doesn't want that to happen. But what do y'all think? It's He'll nice to have to say this about, uh, you know, Scott Pilgrim to growl so nicely about Scott Pilgrim for that long. That's nice of yeah. him to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm worried for other reasons that are just apparent and everything else that I talk about. Like if you do get the an Infinity Stones return series and it's not what you expect, are you going to be happy? I'm just sitting here like a wrestling heel. Like if you get everything you want, are you really going to be happy? Is it really going to make you happy if it's not exactly what you want it to be? Mandalorian fans, if it's not exactly what you want it to be, are you going to be all right? So be careful. I haven't seen today's episode yet. I'm watching it on my plane to Star I'm Wars. I'm so right. sad that actors were spoiled for me already. I asleep. The oh, one night no. I fell asleep at midnight in my life, I missed oh. some exciting things. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm downloading it and watching it on a plane, which I don't, I'm, I'm going to Star Wars Celebration tonight, but I just got a text from United while we were on the show that my flight out of Nashville today is delayed, and therefore I don't think I'm going to make my connection to London. So it's going to be a fun afternoon once we're done here, figuring Ooh. out how I'm getting to... Uh, how I'm getting over there. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Chris Evans. <laughs> Speaking of Chris Evans, uh, I, I personally like that Infinity Stone thing you just mentioned. Like, yes, I would be entertained by that. I'd enjoy watching that. That said, I think if you don't do that, if and when he does return, you know, Secret Wars type thing, it, the payoff is greater if we haven't mm -hmm. seen him since Endgame, in my opinion. So just... I I wanted him to be the villain of New World Order so bad. I wanted him to be the villain of New World Order so bad and just be Hydra Cap, and they're never gonna give that to me. So I'm like, if I don't, if I don't get that, it's fine, Chris. You can would sit he be would he be like golf. Chris Evans or Joe Biden Chris Evans? Would he be old Steve or like <laughs> uh man, nah, nah, I think it should be old, <laughs> old withered uh, version of him. That would be actually kind of fun. <laughs> He's on the moon. He's on the moon. Yeah. We all know it. All right, we got one last piece of news before we wrap up today's show. Oh, yeah, Actually, like a double Wells. whammy of news, too. Oh, yeah. So we got Zepp Wells added to uh, Deadpool 3 script alongside the long-running partnership with Ryan Reynolds and the writing team that did the first two movies. And we've got Avatar 2's Josh Friedman rewriting Fantastic Four, bro. So there's that. A movie that Jamie has not seen and probably me. I've waited for it as well. No. Um, <laughs> But it earned a gajillion dollars. So who am I? I'm not because of the here. story. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oof. There it is. Jeez, jeez. Um, the story's fine. Avatar so two is Avatar two is good. It's fine. But the story is not why it earned a, a, a why it, why it bought a new Titanic boat. <laughs> why a new Titanic boat? <laughs> I'm just so, saying. I'm just saying. Everybody, everybody who's well, I don't know. I don't want to speak for everybody because then they'll all yell at me. But in my opinion, Avatar The Way of Water story is just fine. Like, it's cool. It's long as hell. It, but it's visually just absolutely stunning. So, mm. he's what did, if, if, hey, listen, if this means Fantastic Four is going to look that good, you go get it, Josh Friedman. <laughs> but the, the Deadpool one, on Deadpool 3 is interesting because he's written a yeah. whole ton of comics. Yeah. And he wrote and on She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Yes. And That's I think right. the Marvels. Right. I think he's one of the screenwriters on the Marvels. So they're they're just using him for so many things, which is great. Um for for FF and Avatar 2, I'm part of me stupidly is like, oh, are they getting a new screenwriter because they're writing to whoever they want to cast in these roles and they're like, you know, tailoring the characterization for these actors. But at, we're still stuck in this hell of never knowing who's playing any of these people. So I don't want to get my hopes up anymore. If we never talked about Fantastic Four again until there was actual news. I'd be fine. I would be Same. so okay with my life. Uh, well, yeah, so, but things are moving. Chris Evans, not one of them. Uh, <laughs> all right. 
That's our show today, everybody, presented by Enterprise. Thank you so much for joining us. I had fun doing little theory chats, uh, spoiler break, not spoiler breakdowns, but uh, breakdowns of the trailers. It feels like it's been a minute since we've done those. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 tickets are on sale now. Uh, go buy tickets in Chicago and L.A. and Nashville and come watch the movie with us. Except maybe don't. I don't know. That'd be kind of <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't. I just don't know how to end today's show. I'm listen. I'm running on very little sleep. I went to Budapest and I went to WrestleMania, and as you can hear, I I kind of lost my voice at WrestleMania. I was losing my mind. I was a little kid in a candy store watching wrestling, and uh, I'm really annoyed that I didn't get to meet up with Aaron. And that's a big reason why I was yelling so much. I was just. <laughs> into the heavens it, it, yeah. it was literally me you and cleo all like within well, a triangle okay. cleo was on every video package too <laughs> <laughs> man's busy cleo phase zero guest cleo thomas uh best known for phase zero also known for beating in holes uh cleo was at friday night smackdown at the crypto.com arena on uh, the, the friday before wrestlemania and he just was in ev every shot of the crowd, just front and center. And then every WrestleMania package, this man was on the big screen every time. And I was like, ah, that guy, there he is. Uh, so that was funny. Oh, by the way, now this isn't locked in, but it's pretty locked in, assuming nothing else gets in the way. Speaking of WrestleMania and Phase Zero, next week on the show, George Kittle gonna be uh in studio it, we're, we're we're finalizing it but we've been talking and we're we're looking at uh getting pat mcafee's tag team partner against the miz to join us on phase zero so i think we're gonna have a fun time a little competition for nfl stars i think cam hayward and george kittle are gonna have to battle it out uh, if this does come <laughs> to fruition so yeah all right y'all jenna any last words for today's show um go read some comics uh there's a new issue of scarlet witch out this week it is excellent as always um i know jamie's very happy and excited to read it and so is aaron um but yeah go read some comics and it's at hey it's jenna lynn on all the social medias yes it is aaron what you got for us uh it's at some like corner on twitter um actually they added a new origin for darcy like yes. that's monstrous i'm like yeah. what's going on here jamie <laughs> Um, and I would like to thank Disney Plus. We went out to the premiere of the crossover yesterday, uh, and that is delightful. It's very fun. It's very heartwarming. Uh, produced, co-produced by LeBron James. It's if you like basketball, you like your little teen drama, you know, a little bit, a step away from what we normally cover here. Give it a watch. Nice, Jamie. Uh, speaking of things we don't normally cover, uh, the Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies premieres this week. Uh, you know I'm the world's biggest Grease fan, uh, so I talked to the to the cast and some of the people involved with the show, so keep an eye out for those videos. They're all up. Um, and uh, this week I'm going to the pop-up. I get to walk into the Frosty Palace myself. I can't wait. Um, so keep an eye out for all that goodness and watch the show. If you like, if you like musicals and cute things, uh, you will like this but if you don't like musicals and cute things okay <laughs> live your life uh, otherwise i'm at jamie cinematics on twitter and letterbox and i also suggest following jamie because jamie got to go to a blue uh blue beetle trailer launch event oh uh, yeah do the comic photo uh there is all <laughs> sorts of great blue beetle coverage on comicbook.com slash dc right now uh thanks to jamie being there uh, and having a good time on the well that was on the warner brothers lot right yeah, you, that's so more relevant to what we do, but I'm just like, Grace! <laughs> uh, blue, I, yeah, thank you for bringing it up because the Blue Beetle trailer looks so good and uh, it was like, Zolo, I'm just like, Zolo is so excited for uh, his debut. I, he was a sweet kid. Like, I, I just think that he's like perfect for this role and it was great to meet him. I botched the photo. I didn't get the cover <laughs> of the comic in the photo. Uh, now I know better. But, um, and also um, the director is just so cool. Like, I just wanted to hang out with him. Um, so uh, yeah, there's a uh, uh, lots of cool stuff from the, a lot of uh, cool quotes from them on the website. So check that out. I think it's funny that you had the uh, the back cover in the photo showing rather than the front cover. The first <laughs> yeah. time I did the comic photo, I was with Zachary Levi, and I fully just had my hand over the cover, <laughs> like covering the whole thing. And I was like, wow, I stink. Uh, <laughs> but I guess we all have to go through one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, go to comicbook.com slash DC for that. Make sure you're following Jamie at Jamie Cinematics for all the goodness. Uh, and hit me up at Brandon Davis BD. I'll be going out to Star Wars Celebration. I haven't even had a chance to look at the schedule for it yet. All I know now is that my flight is delayed and who knows when I'm getting there. Uh, but Richard and I 
are heading out to London and uh, it's going to be a good time. So make sure you're following along. We really appreciate you guys following the show. We were able to get a sponsor. Thanks, Enterprise. How yeah. about that? We're three, we're two and a half years into doing phase zero. This is insane. Uh, but I look forward to this every week and I love the audience here. I love doing the show with you guys. And uh, it just feels like we're still just finding new ways to do fun stuff. And hopefully we sent so many pitches for Guardians of the Galaxy stuff uh, with, with that coming up around the corner. And I'm really, really hoping we get to do some fun stuff with the cast. Hopefully get some fans involved, obviously. No idea if any of the stuff that uh, we that comic book pitched over there is going to get approved. We pitch stuff for every movie, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, and hopefully this is one of those, because this is my most anticipated film of the year. It's obviously a huge Marvel film, and I know our audience is very excited for it. I know Aaron doesn't really care about it, and uh, we're all, <laughs> all going to have a good time. So um, I love you, Aaron. I'm just kidding, man. Uh, all right, y'all. Well, we'll see you next Wednesday for more Phase Zero. Uh, hit me up at Brandon Davis BD if you want to talk in the meantime. And uh, have a good weekend. Bye. Go run a car. <laughs>